seven advanced vacation rental investing tips that's going to take your investing to an entirely new level. I'm here with Bryce and Julianne at their vacation rental here in the mountains. I was coming to visit some of my properties and, and uh, as graduates of my program, they've made a bunch of money, over a half million dollars in creative real estate. And now they're taking those profits and, and buying some vacation rentals. So thank you all for letting us get into this, this property yeah, of yours. And uh, so here's the deal. I, I want to take you all uh, further in depth because I've done some videos on vacation rentals in the past. But it's been a couple more years and I've got some more things to add for you. Some, some things I've learned from the nitty gritty of uh, being in this business. And uh, it just so happened that they were up here. Timing worked out great, so let's dive in. Tip number one is go big on furnishings. All right, so we're sitting here at this nice table and what is here in the middle of this? It's just some bears on some driftwood that I found at a local furniture store and I fell in love with it and I had to have it. Okay, I know nothing about creative design or furniture or anything like that. Now, Bryce might, I didn't even ask him if he did, but this is typically a female thing. They see something like this, they think it's cute, they have to have it. All right, gentlemen, here we go. You have to let them buy it. Okay, I know that sounds crazy. Let them go crazy with furnishings on a vacation rental. It makes all the difference in the world because it's the female that not only makes the decision on which cabin they're gonna rent or which house they're gonna go to, it also means that they're the ones that are most likely to give a positive review. So it's tough for us guys. You know, we're trying to make a decision mathematically. We're saying we really need to spend a couple of hundred dollars on some what look like some bears climbing on a piece of wood, right? And the answer is yes, you do. The more the merrier. Go big on furnishings. It covers a whole lot of deficiencies your property might have. Things like not a great view, not a great location. You know, in the beginning, that was my assumption, and we have tested over many years, and it's true. The better the furnishings, the better you're gonna do, and you can cover over a whole lot of sins with it. And it also means that you gotta take a deep breath, and when the creative female in your group decides that she wants to buy that crazy looking lamp, say yes. People will love it. They'll give you reviews on this kind of stuff. I absolutely love the centerpiece. They'll ask you where you bought it. Go for it. Go big on furnishing. Tip number two, more bedrooms, the better. Where we're standing right now is actually not a bedroom. It's like a little loft. And they were creative enough to find a futon that not only fits the space nicely, but also goes out into a bed. And this is so important. You want to sleep as many people as humanly possible because what's going on right now is there's a war between the hotel industry and vacation rentals, right? The hotel industry is really upset with the way things have disrupted their machine. And so what they're doing is they're trying to get governments involved to help uh, with the land use laws, try to shut vacation rental owners down in areas where the laws are ambiguous. Now in this area, that's not a problem, but the idea is the more bedrooms, the more likely you can distance yourself and compete with hotels. Remember hotels, they've got a restaurant downstairs, they've got cleaning uh, facilities, they can call some sort of uh, maid or maintenance person at any moment of time. You're a vacation rental home. You don't have some of those benefits, but where do you win? You win with the ability for people to all stay together as a family, right? Everybody together. And that makes all the difference in the world for you, not only today, but three years from now, five years from now, how do you compete against the hotels? more sleeping capacity. And so in this case, they were creative, making a three bedroom, basically a four bedroom. Uh, but I, I've, got a, I've got a seven bedroom that does very well. And I've worked with several other people that do those bigger bedrooms and they do great as well. So more bedrooms, the better. 
Tip number three is you need to be on solid legal footing because if you're not, it can be a real bear. Let me tell you, I've been toe to toe with, uh, with the land use and the zoning. I've had to sell some of my properties because of it. It can be a real nightmare to deal with. But when you get the right area where a lot of the other properties might be illegal, but yours is legal, it can be a complete home run. I've got a vacation rental that I paid $130,000 for. I put $100,000 into the furnishings and the rehab, so I'm in it about, about two thirty. I'm bringing in a net of $4,000 a month, $48,000 a year, net, 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 net after all expenses. So when you do it right, it can be a complete home run. Now certain areas, it's not a problem at all. You can just do vacation rentals and there's no concerns. But that, it, that is changing. Hotels are going to war. And if you read the land use and the zoning rules correctly, which I did my, uh, my, my one in uh, one of my areas in Florida, it was over 650 pages. And I'm going through each one and I'm looking at the pages and I'm, I'm highlighting and I'm going through and I found the loophole. Find the loophole and it can be all the difference in the world. And don't just rely on what you read online or when talking to a zoning or a land use person at the county office. No, go into the actual code. Do some reading. It can be all the difference in the world. But you have to be on solid legal footing because if you're not, you can and will be shut down. I have and I've had to sell my properties. It's not fun. Uh, but when you do it right, it can be all the difference in the world. Tip number four is that you need to stay in your properties or it's a friend or a family very close that you know very well needs to stay in there at least once a year, if not twice a year. And you might say, but Phil, you know, if I get a vacation rental in this beautiful place, I'm going to stay in there all the time. In the beginning, you will. And then what's going to happen is over time, you're going to stay in there less and less. And the thing is, only you know your property best. You'll know the little things that nobody else knows. And by going there, you'll see, and you'll notice, people will steal your pots and pans. They'll steal your utensils. You'll see when things are missing better than even if you had a list for your, your cleaning company. So you need to stay in there and stay up to date. Now, I have a lot of properties, so how do I do it? Well, I actually bonus my employees, right? And I say, hey, you can stay there uh, for free with you and your family. And part of the... Uh, the uh, exchange there is they need to make sure they do a thorough review of the property for me to see what's going on, how things are coming along. And they won't know exactly uh, everything that might be missing, but at least they'll get a good look at it. And they'll, they'll do it from a perspective that's important uh, for me to know what's going on. So make sure you are getting in those properties at least once, if not twice a year, actually staying at them. Tip number five is that you want to have more of your focus on home away and to a lesser extent TripAdvisor than with Airbnb. So in other words, you want to be very selective and less is more here. What happens is this, when you have a problem with a guest, HomeAway is very pro-owner. And HomeAway, by the way, is, is VRBO as well. They are going to side with you in most cases, whereas Airbnb, they're gonna side with the tenant. Now, in the beginning, that may not be a big deal, but over time, you start to see this stuff stack up and you can lose quite a bit of money from Airbnb in the way that they treat you as an owner. They, they literally treat you like second-class citizens. Whereas HomeAway, which is VRBO, they treat you very differently. They think you're the king, and so that makes it a lot better from an owner perspective. 
All right, so less is more, meaning I try to get all of my bookings from HomeAway. I still, in some cases, have an Airbnb listing, and then I usually jack up the price a little bit in Airbnb to deal with the hassles that the platform uh, uh, puts us through. And then also, I try to do the same pricing on TripAdvisor as I do for HomeAway, because TripAdvisor is, is kind of comparable to HomeAway in the way they treat you as an owner. And this has only come from years and years experience, right, going through this and hearing my property manager say the phrase, I hate Airbnb. So uh, this might be different for different kinds of properties, but if you're talking about large properties, three, four, five bedrooms, HomeAway is your key. And you know what? If you optimize your listing correctly, you really can get most of your bookings just from HomeAway VRBO. They're huge. And uh, it's not always the case, but uh, sometimes you will have to supplement it with one of these other two. But when in doubt, try to get all your stuff uh, from HomeAway. Much better platform to work with. Tip number six is that you want to have dynamic pricing. And I've talked about that in previous videos. You want to tie your pricing to a dynamic pricing tool. Now, the difference is this. In my older video, I talked about Use Wheelhouse. And they're still great, but they're only good for TripAdvisor and Airbnb. They don't work with HomeAway anymore. They, I guess their connection separated and they were never able to get it back. So I use Beyond Pricing for HomeAway, and then I use Wheelhouse for TripAdvisor and for Airbnb. And what happens is by, by making sure I keep up with the Beyond Pricing settings, I know I'm maximizing my pricing. And that makes all the difference for me to make the most money I possibly can. Now, if you're using a service like Evolve, they're gonna take care of all this. They'll, they'll take care of everything that I'm talking about with, step, uh, with this tip five and tip six. But if you're, uh, if you're doing it on your own like I am, and the reason why I am is because I started way before I knew Evolve, and I, I have great uh, reviews on my listings, and Airbnb and HomeWay won't let you transfer the listing to Evolve. So I wanted to keep that status, so I've, you know, I've trained a property manager, and I've kept hold of everything. But you wouldn't have to mess with this if you had Evolve. If you don't, um, and, you, and you are being more manual like I am or my property manager, Make sure you're hooked up on these dynamic pricing tools. They will ensure you maximize your profit, and that can be the difference between making the profit margins you want and not. Tip number seven is go high on your cleaning fee. This is an insider tip I learned the hard way. No one taught me this. This was something I just tested, and it worked great. So what's going to happen is this. First of all, your cleaning fee comes out as they're in the process of checking out. So you can go higher on that fee. No one's going to balk at it. Secondly, if you go higher, you have more money to pay for the best cleaners. Great cleaners make all the difference in the world. I've talked about that in other videos. Here's the next thing. By raising your cleaning fee, watch this. I don't charge a deposit, and I don't charge for any other damage protection uh, policy or anything like that. So they just get to book. And a lot of times they think they've kind of one month over on me. They don't have to do any deposit or any damage control. You might be thinking, but Phil, if you don't get a damage deposit, what happens if they ruin the place? Here's what's going to happen. Some of them are going to be jerks, and they're going to mess the place up. But if you're charging, let's say, rather than $120 for the cleaning fee, if you're charging $190 for the cleaning fee, that's an extra $70. Now, at times like 50 guests in a year, that's a meaningful number. And it turns out I've been able to always stay ahead. Yes, people are going to steal some of your stuff. They're going to steal some of your pots and pans. They'll steal some of these things and wonder why the heck they're stealing these things. They're going to do it, right? 
But when you have an extra two, three, four thousand dollars coming in because you jacked up your cleaning fee, you have enough money to pay for all that stuff again. And it, it, it's worked for me for now five years, and I've got a ton of vacation rentals. I don't charge a deposit, I don't charge any extra or require a damage policy, and yet my stuff stays dialed in and I actually do better. Now, I do think that ultimately over time with inflation, if I have to break the $200 mark for the cleaning fee, that's going to be interesting. I've never broke the $200 mark for cleaning fee. But when I do, I still think I'm going to be okay because ultimately people are less likely to balk at a cleaning fee than they are at your overall price. So make sure that when it comes to the cleaning fee, you jack that thing up and you use that extra money to cover all the problems that could come up. All right, now here's a bonus one. All right, I won't call this tip eight. This right here is the thermostat that came with the property. They just bought it. They had their rehabbers come in here and, and, and do some things to it. And of course, they're getting all the furnishings in. And I noticed that, uh, that this is an old school thermostat. What you want to make sure you do is always get, and they're already in the process. They already ordered on Amazon. Make sure you get a Wi-Fi enabled thermostat. That way you have more control and you know what's going on. Now, what I was telling them is you can go with Nest. That's like the big one. The problem with Nest is it's, it's optimized if you live in the property, whereas uh, Ecobee, E-C-O-B-E-E, -E -E, that gives you a cool little feature. All right, so what's going to happen invariably is they're going to come up to the thermostat, and if it's summer, they're going to drop the thing down to about 62, which is going to cost you a fortune. And then, of course, if it's winter, they're going to bring it up to 85. What, uh, what uh, Ecobee will do is this. You can program it so that they can only choose 68, 69, 70, up to 74, you can block their range so they can be there trying their best to change it and they can't. And that's what you wanna do because you need to control these things because it can get way out of hand sometimes and they can make all the difference in the world of profitability. Well, y'all, thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, Bryce, Julian, thank you for taking us in here. Yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't interview him as much as I probably should have. Y'all probably want to hear from him a little bit more. But uh, if, if you have any other questions, comments about vacation rental investing, put them down below here. If you want to learn how you can become an apprentice, how you can become like they have done, and they've made a whole bunch of money, but now they're at a point where not only are they still you know, very successful creative real estate investors, but they're also taking some of those huge chunks of profits and putting those into uh, long-term investments. Like these are all, it's not just this one, they've got another one that they just purchased as well. 20% down, 20% down. These are big chunks of money and they're gonna have huge cash on cash returns so they can still creative invest but also be bringing in more money. If you wanna learn how to do that, consider my apprentice program where my team and I work with our people and in fact, Bryce and Julianne help out a little bit now, a little bit of part-time coaching as well and, uh, and you can learn uh, exactly what to do and how to do it because where they got started, y'all were graduate and graduate school, right? Yep, got started? Yep. And, um, and so it doesn't matter where you're starting from. It matters where you, where you end, right? All right, y'all. Well, thanks so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.